Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Barstool Big Cat. Host of Pardon My Take. And voluminous tweeter at Barstool Big Cat. It's time for his weekly conversation with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Now in the street there is violence. That's right. Barstool Big Cat brought to you by RJ Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. If you need a personal injury attorney, give RJ a call. 312-321-1111. And also buy Stella Blue Coffee. Get yours at StellaBlueCoffee.com. And a portion of the proceeds goes to Pause Chicago. Barstool Big Cat will be uh, back at the Big Football Fest this Sunday. It is this Sunday. And basically just a few tickets left. You can get yours now at at, uh, Ticketmaster and uh, grab them right now. 11 to 3 this Sunday. Barstool Big Cat, Adam Schefter, Field Yates, Joniak and Thayer will be there for the first time for a football fest. The entire ESPN 1000 crew, including us. And uh, Big Cat, I know you cannot wait as he joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And guess what? Field Yates is going to come on PMT that night. Whoa. So- it were, yeah, I, I, I was talking to Fields. It's going to be great, though. I all, all my good friends, I'm excited to hang out with you guys, all my best friends in the world, and Sylvie will be there. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, way to throw that in. Mr. TMZ, <laughs> Mr. TMZ yourself. Yes, I did. I did. I, I, I was on TMZ. I, I got Ted Cruz. I got him. I don't you know did. what else to say. I, I listen. I, that shark picture's been going around. I got double community noted app or notes. I don't even know what it's what to say. It's community notes on X. Uh, I got double. What so does that mean? Two, two, the, basically, when you post something fake and the, and and a bunch of people reply and basically yeah. it underneath it it says this is not a real picture. Right. I had that twice. I had two community notes on my uh, picture. So explain to everybody, actually, who who are not familiar, what happened. Yeah. So there's a there's a viral picture. I don't. I actually think it's a Photoshop picture. I can't even remember because it's been going around the internet for so long. It's a picture of a flooded highway and a shark yeah. swimming on the flooded highway, and uh, it's it started maybe in 2011. I know the Harvey hurricane. It was it went around. I think it went around in a hurricane in uh, Florida. So obviously, LA had their they had a, a tropical storm over the weekend, and I just tweeted out, "Yeah, a buddy of mine in LA just sent me this picture. Wild!" Uh, and I also threw in that everyone can please use it, all media outlets, because I love when nothing makes me laugh in a tragedy. It's it's tragic, but nothing makes me laugh more about the than the media outlets. They'll be like um, a horrible fire, or uh, you know, a, a house like completely collapses or like a tornado picks up a house and underneath it will be just a bunch of people tweeting like, do we have, can we get permission to use this on our news? It's like, right. well, there's people like dying while you're watching the video. So you just sure. cut to the chase and yeah. just said, use it. Yeah. I said, use it. Go ahead. Use yeah. it. And then Ted Cruz yeah. the next day thought it was real. He even went with the double up 
post where he was like, well, it's L.A., so anything could be real. That's oh, when you gosh. know you really got someone. When they're like, well, it could be real. And by the way, don't know. like you said, that picture's been out there for better Forever. than a decade. Forever. Yeah. Forever. So um, it's good to know that I still got my fastball. You do. Felt good. I said, yeah. uh, before we went to break, and Sylvie said, hey, you know, uh, that you had made an appearance on TMZ. I said the, the, the number at two and a half times that you have been featured on a TMZ story for something over the course of, of several years. Is it under or over? Oh, it's probably over, but it's probably not like me features. It's probably something someone said on part of my take or something like that. Um, I'm sure I was on TMZ a bunch when Barstool Van Talk got canceled. That was fun. Um, but, yeah, I don't really want to be on TMZ, but when it happens for something that's funny, it's, it's a good time. I was, I was going to say, do you, is that true? Do you really what? not? Is that like a... Is that something that you don't want to be on TMZ? Are you kidding me? He's House Husbands of Chicago, a new series coming no, out in, a, in about six I months. Listen, you guys know me. I'm not like I. I don't want to. I want to just make people laugh. I'm not trying to become some like celebrity. What are you crazy? Come on! <laughs> I moved back to Chicago. I didn't move to L.A. Okay. Do you watch all of those? Crazy shows that Sylvie watches. The new, the I don't new watch season. That. Oh, come on. Yeah, the new season of The Real Housewives of New York is atrocious. I is hate it? that they changed the, the cast. Worst. It's the worst. It's terrible. It's so bad. They should not have done. They, they, they if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. And they tried to fix it, and it's it's bad. Are well, the Kardashians still doing their thing the, on TV? I like the Kardashians. I don't mind it. That's something that I will like wa- while my wife's watching it. Sit and watch as and well. You think that all of it's scripted, even the the bad stuff? Yes, yes. Of course, yeah. of course, it's all scripted. I actually, I used to watch. I, I mean, I love just bad reality television. I used to watch the one that was um, the the repo uh, stars or whatever that would just go and take people's boats off their lawns. Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. I was a big oh, Dog the Bounty Hunter guy. Uh, the Challenge. All those stuff. I like I like trashy reality television. Yeah, like I even think uh, Lamar Odom. Like I I, I yeah. You I think question that... if that stuff really happened. I think it was part oh. of the script. Well, I think he did go. He did almost die. I don't know. Do you? I mean, or was that part of the script? It's kind of like the NFL scripted thing. He's very (laughs) cynical. I think they all give them a a handsome sum of money to do stuff for the show. You might not be wrong. You might not be wrong. So I think it's it's like I don't know if it's necessarily a Kardashian curse or if the Kardashians write that as part of the script. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. I mean, they're all they, worth yeah. a billion dollars. Right? <laughs> You're Kanye. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Here's what our script says that right. you have yeah. to do. You got to do this. Uh... <laughs> hey, uh what's got you uh what's got you gassed up these days? Is it Jordan Love hey. playing good football? Is it uh what? Why would you I go saw, there? Like I, I saw what? listen, I admitted I uh, we've been doing recaps of preseason games based on just Twitter clips that we see. Oh, that's Because I'm not watching these games. <laughs> right, that's So good. it's like, I, like one of my takes is B. John Robinson is the greatest running back of all time. If yes. you're just going off Twitter clips, yeah, that's all you see is, is him, you know, doing incredible things. Trey Lance doesn't know how to throw a football. These are just Twitter clips. I got one um, for but, you. I got one for you. Uh, okay. Aiden O'Connell, the rookie quarterback for the, the Las Vegas Raiders, is the next Patrick Mahomes. Oh wow! I like. That Have a you lot. seen him dealing in preseason? Uh, yeah, he he's going off. Um, and then Jordan Love did have a nice throw, and it made me a little worried. Um, I'll completely admit that. I saw one throw that I was like, "Uh oh, what was this?" So um, 
Yeah, he might be okay. We'll find out in two weeks' time. See, but we've got the the, the Disney movie ready uh, to to. It's in production. the 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 Bajan story is oh, yeah. is going to be the Disney movies of all Disney movies. This is going to be better than the Kurt Warner story. Way better than the Kurt Warner story. Are That's you suggesting he's, University? Are, yes, you, are you yeah. trying to say he's going to be our starting quarterback? Well, like this is well down the road after Fields retires and Fields hands oh, okay. him the baton. Okay. All right. You know, but wouldn't it be wouldn't it be like perfectly bears to spend their entire franchise looking for a uh, real bona fide starting quarterback, and now they have two. Now we have two. <laughs> that's, Pretty crazy. That's yeah, it, that's that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. It's an embarrassment of riches up there at uh, at Hallis Hall these days. Right, yeah, it's nuts. We're going to probably get a couple first-rounders for them. Yeah. Would you... Steve Young and Joe Montana all over again. I mean, the, 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 the arm-wrestling dad, I mean, like, uh, Shepard, like you said, like, it, it, it's one of the most incredible stories ever. He's got a sleeve tattoo as well. Yeah, I hope he makes the team. That would be awesome. What do you mean you hope season? he makes the... He's made the team. It's made. He's made the team. He's Officially? made the team. Lock well, it's not official yet. Peterman yeah, I'm locking it. Walker... You're throwing Nathan Peterman to the curb. I am. Yes. That's, I think it's, it's only yeah. a matter if he's two or he's number three. That's in my book where we're going okay. here. But I'm okay. locking I up the cat. I like getting overexcited about preseason, so I'll jump on it with you. Yes. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that you you got to be excited about what you saw. Come on. Yeah, you got to get ready for football yeah, What's fest. wrong with you? you? If you're not excited for Tyson Bajan, then, then, then we for football don't, fest, I don't know then we don't want are. you there. I don't know yeah. who you are anymore. I did make a bet, and I'll tell you guys it's going to hurt. It now, it is a bet I made because of a ghost. I went oh, up to right. Arlington Heights oh, yeah. where my, my co-worker, Jersey Jerry, just moved. His house is haunted. We got a ghost hunter. We talked to the ghost. And I have made a future on the New York Jets at 15 to 1. So that was a ghost pick. Again, that's not my pick. That's a ghost pick. You don't just not listen to a gambling ghost. So, uh, yeah. The ghost likes Aaron Rodgers, huh? I don't think it's bad. It's, listen, if, imagine if, like, with the videos coming out on Thursday, imagine if the Jets were in the Super Bowl and we can look back and be like, this ghost told you? What a storyline. What a story. He truly does have magical powers, doesn't he, Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> oh, I think you're talking about me. Yeah, I saw the, first go. of all, I saw the picture of you. How in the world, I, like, I would have been so wigged out by the confined nature of, I don't see. Oh, you and, Yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was something. But I, I'm a ghost hunter. We you talked are. about it last week. I, I spoke directly to the ghost, so I, I feel good about this bet. What just well, yeah, okay. and so what? What friendly ghost? Uh, hostile friendly ghost. ghost. Yeah. Friendly ghost. We found out friendly ghost. Okay with Jersey Jerry living in Arlington Heights, which is huge because he just bought the house, so he didn't want to have to sell it. So we we got a friendly ghost, which is and great. if he's if he gets this pick right, then I might just retire and just talk to the ghost all the time. Wow, that's what is the ghost saying about? Can you can you uh, call him back up and see what he has to say about the this Saturday the the NCAA football schedule begins. Oh, week zero! I'm week excited. Zero, Notre Dame playing in Ireland. Yes, real football's back. There's nothing better. I I I love week zero because it's like you really don't have to pay attention, but you do because it is real football. So I'm gonna take. I'm gonna probably take Notre Dame. Probably gonna take Notre Dame minus twenty and a half.
I feel like that's a home crowd they got out there in Ireland. <laughs> don't they always oh, struggle? Don't they always struggle though with the? Uh, yes, with, they do with Navy, but that's usually in the middle of the season. Right, a little different when okay. you can when you can prepare game for plan. the triple option. Yes, they've been game planning summer. all summer. Yes, all summer you're ready for those cup blocks. You're ready to go. <laughs> Fullback's got the ball, not the quarterback. Oh wait, now the quarterback's got the ball. There you go. That's how we coach him up. I like, like that, that philosophy. No, I do. Really, I may make no. a play. I may make yeah. a play. Yeah. Are you going to make the play? I may make the really? play. Yeah. You're going to yes. play? You may make the play. Hey, Who's I the want quarterback? You the quarterback came from Wake Forest, right? The kid that, that came over? Uh, Hartman, yeah. Sam Hartman? Yeah. Very good. Okay. Very, very good. All right. Yes. He was awesome last year. I want you guys, by the way, to pull up pull up the clip I just posted. I, I spent all day throwing exit coworkers. I saw that. Did you see the form? I, I thought, like, you threw a dart. Like, were a you, dart. Was that the first throw of the day? No, I missed, like, okay, five good. before right. that. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, but at some point, does that, yeah, everyone's freaking out. Yeah, but listen, you. I mean, you got to be completing 65 66% of your egg tosses. You can't be hitting 50%. So what were you guys, yeah. wait, what were you doing throwing eggs at people? It's a game where you just all stand in a circle and you spin a bottle and if the and there's an egg sitting there and if you spin the bottle and whoever it lands on gets to throw the egg and everyone has to start sprinting in the other direction. It's the dumbest game and the most fun game at the same time. It does look fun and it looks like something that we would play in the park back in the day. You delivered a strike. Right. I want to do it with baseballs next time. (laughs) I will say this as well. It's not a very athletic group running away from the throws. Oh, there's a pregnant lady in there. Let's be let's let's be cooth here, okay? Well, I don't see I, the the guy you hit doesn't seem to be a pregnant lady. He just seemed like a guy that wasn't very coordinated. <laughs> a nice old headshot. Oh yeah. man, well done. Good time. Well speaking done. speaking of un- uncoordinated, and you tweeted about it. The uh, the awkward handshake that wasn't meant to be a handshake last oh. night in the uh, Commanders Ravens game with the new owner of the. The commanders, who who actually like he he owns sports teams. He owns the Sixers, um, the Devils. Yeah, yep. like he should know better. And all Joe Buck was doing was gesturing with with his palm up. And in the middle of the interview, he went he went to shake Joe Buck's hand when Joe Buck wasn't offering a handshake. It was incredible. It's uh, it, you know, it goes back to my theory. Every billionaire, I, I, I'll defend Josh Harrison this. I do think that every bill, if you have over a billion dollars, you should only be trying to buy an NFL team. We've talked about this. Like, that's really what you should be doing. You shouldn't be worrying about space, all these other things. Yeah. Buy an NFL team, Super Bowl better than everything. All billionaires are weird, though. You can't get a billion dollars up being a little bit of a weirdo. So him missing that social cue, and then you saw it in his face right away. He was like, whoops, and he put his hands to his side. It was just so, so perfect. So cringeworthy. I loved every second of it. It was fantastic. It, it was. And, and speaking of owners, I don't know how much, uh, how much you read about it. We had full phone lines for the first two hours of the show about Sox fans who, who just can't stand their team. It's been one of the most miserable uh, seasons for them this year, Big Cat. And it's just when the Cubs are getting good and they're likable. But now like there's talk in Crane Chicago business about the White Sox uh, looking possibly for either a new stadium deal, um, whether they could move and build another stadium somewhere else, or maybe even moving out of state like to Nashville. Oh, man. 
Man, that's sad. What what's happening? Just uh, Reinsdorf needs to just sell it to someone who will keep the keep the White Sox in Chicago at the same place too. Because I saw it, like Soldier Field. If the Bears move to Arlington Heights, would be a great place for the White Sox to play. But don't you think there's a little bit lost if they're not like, you know, where they've been for for the history of the franchise? Like that would be weird, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. I, I think it would be cool, but does it solve any sort of congestion problems? No. You yeah, know what I mean? No. Like I know it's not sixty thousand. But still, traffic sucks getting in and out of Soldier, even if it's 25000 doesn't it? Or would it be okay? Yeah. And it's 81 games. So, yeah, you're right. I, the whole thing is sad. I wish Reinsdorf would sell both the Bulls and, and, and the White Sox yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's going to happen. But maybe if there's fan pressure, I don't know. It's, it stinks. It, it just stinks. You don't, I hate any team that leaves the city. I hate the fact that the Oakland A's are going to go to Vegas. That is a complete joke of a situation. John Fisher, their owner's a scumbag. Like, I, it's just any, anything quitters. like that. They're quitters. They're, it just, it just I, it bothers me. It really does. It bothers me because I know they're diehard fans of all these fan bases, and to have a move, it's just it's really, really sad. Yeah. Hey, I have an interesting uh, – I read an interesting article today. I read it to Sylvie, and, and I think you're probably on the same page with Sylvie with regard to golf course etiquette. Like, how do you okay. feel about – you're at a, a, a tournament. So the BMW took place at Olympia Fields this past weekend. Are you all for, like, screaming whenever you want to scream like other sports when guys are in their back swings? Because there's a story John Rahm, John Rahm is saying now that there's there are people that are acting out as fans, and it's attached to gambling. So if you've got an interest in one player, you may yeah. be screaming when another player – is in his backswing. What's fair? What's foul in your world? I honestly think like the, the the problem with golf is I understand golfers when they get upset about this because they expect silence because that's what's been done all the time. So if you expect silence and there is someone screaming or you know when Tiger would flip out because someone took out their phone, like I get it because you're concentrating and that's what you expect. I think golf should just go the way of just letting everyone yell all the time and just be like, now you have to deal with it. Now it's a real sport. Now you have to deal with crowds like they do in Scottsdale when they have that tournament, right. the waste management, and they all go nuts in the in the in the sixteenth uh, hole. Like that's fun. So I don't know. I, I I think it's like an all or nothing thing. That if you're, I, I under I, I sympathize with golfers that they expect one thing, and when you break that routine, it's a little weird. But maybe the solution is just like, hey, you you just got to deal with it because golfers would adapt. They'd adapt. They'd tune it out. Would you be able to deal with it? Would you be inclined if you had, let's just say, you know, I don't know, five dimes on one golfer? Would you be screaming at maybe a guy who was standing over a five-foot putt that would knock your guy, who you've got five dimes on, to finish in the top five out of the top no. five? No. Okay. No, I want to win the right way. I win oh. the right way. That's what I do. Yeah, but I usually lose, but I win the right way. Really? Because I think if you were at Soldier Field, you'd be screaming at Jordan Love. At well, the that's top what of- they expect. That's a different situation. Well, now you're trying-, trying to get me with it. You're, you get thrown out of court right now. No, this no, would no. Be completely no, no. Completely like, no, no, no. Time out. Yeah, my it, hypothetical it, it, was. Strike it from the record. My strike hypoth- it from the record. My hypothetical was that. We have advanced into an era where that kind of behavior on the golf course for a tournament is acceptable. I'm asking you personally if you had a large play on a, no. on a golf. Okay, that's all I was asking. I win, from, I win the right way. Okay. That's what I do. All right. I, win, I Just, lead from the front. Win the right way. See, I, I, I think, again, I always go back to if we were designing the way a sport should be played today, how would we design it? 
Like, it's it's ridiculous to think if we're designing baseball or football, hey, someone's lining up for a field goal. We all got to be quiet. Like, right. it's silliness that we, we, we have to be quiet in tennis and golf. The, I agree. We have I, to have yeah. silence. Like, there is no sport where you we ever tell a crowd to be quiet for. We should be able to talk. We should yeah. be able to do whatever I'm, we want to. During these are professional athletes. There shouldn't listen, have to be silence really, for it. I don't. I'm totally fine with that. You know, the only place where you shouldn't don't scream into surgeon when he's mid cut. Yes, okay? that's that's it. surgery. That's not it. A, oh, not, that's not right. a they get paid tennis. a lot of money. They get paid a lot of money. I know, but like. <laughs> I'm not going to be an advocate for rowdy <laughs> surgical rooms. Just don't drop a junior mint. Yeah, but yeah. But, but 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 like yeah, that that's different. Like it, oh, I got to be quiet because yeah. someone's going to make an important. You said punch. that you want to win the right way, but something tells me if you had five, no. you, what, are you? No. Do you ever scream at a kicker from an opposing team as he's trying to kick a game-winning field goal that would? Would bust up your parlay? Again, strike it from the record. You're talking about a different sport. I'm win the right way. Yeah, I would yell at a kid if I was betting on college basketball and I was sitting right there. Yeah, I've done that. But I win the right way. How is that's that accepted. different than golf? If we that's accepted. That's a different but sport. My, I, but I already told you that we have changed the world and that, that golf is now... It is now experienced the way that you've suggested that people can scream anytime you want. I also like this idea that, like, now that gambling is legalized, it's like people weren't gambling on this stuff before. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. It's I absolutely. always say that. And, yeah. And any any athlete that complains about the gambling, it's like, you do you not realize the TV rights that are getting thrown around right now? Do you know, like, if if the if the Texans and the Jaguars are playing Monday Night Football in December – and it's getting ratings, guess what? It's not because the Texans and Jaguars have these crazy fan bases that want right. to, like, do the math. So I, that, that, that does always hurt. Did you have money on the Ravens last night? I did. Of course I did. Yeah. And I lost. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that was maybe the first time I ever bet on them in their streak. That's the so. first time in 25 preseason games yeah. they've lost? Yeah, but kind of loser talk by the commanders to be like, I think Jahan Dotson said after, like, that was the biggest preseason win of all time. Yeah, that's weird. Like, well, <laughs> that's strange. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And you got to set the tone. And by the way, you know, yeah. you're one of your top receivers also left with a turf toe. Like, yeah. Put it yeah, in perspective there. Put it in perspective. Yeah. I like that. And your owner doesn't know when to handshake or not handshake. No, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it was an odd night in Washington. Did you yeah. have before we let you go? Were you reminiscing at all about Javi, or was it just business for the Cubs? I was doing a case race last night, so I didn't even see it. Okay. I'll, I'll plead the fifth, but I did. I did take my son to his first Cubs game on Saturday. I put up some monster numbers. I saw that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I made the mistake. I we went to to batting practice, so that's why three and a half innings. Like we were there at the park. I don't know, like an hour and a half before first pitch. That was a huge mistake by me. Were you on the field for batting practice? He was, not me, because like they had the, the kids section, so they let him go on. Oh, and very so nice. He and his cousin went on, and it was nice. It was fun. Um, also, I like going to these things with my kids now. It's weird because it's like they're they have no sense of like they're gonna think like David Ross. I was talking to him before. And he just threw me a ball. He threw a ball to him, and he probably thinks he gets a ball every time we go to a game. Get used to it. Yeah, yeah. they think. Yeah, yeah these, I, it, it's crazy. I'm gonna have to explain to him like this isn't how the world works. <laughs>
Well, it does. Well, it does for you. Son. Yeah. Well, I guess it does. Yeah, yeah. You tell, yeah. Exactly you tell your son this is exactly what the, how the world works, <laughs> and this is the way you should expect to be treated wherever you go. He even got a ball from Tom Ricketts. I ran into him when he was going into the uh, club. The what, what's the club? Nineteen thirteen. Yeah, the rich guy club. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, so I saw him and I, I, I said hello. I think his son is a big fan. Um, he probably. I think he had that look on his face where he's like, "Oh, you're the guy who was selling the We Are Good shirts <laughs> that basically everyone in the bleachers was wearing in 2015." Um, and but then he gave him a ball too. So we went up. We Great. went home with two balls, and it's uh, you know it was good memories, good times. He probably won't remember any of it. I lost the 50-50 raffle. Uh, you but, lost yeah. the 50-50 raffle. Well, you, I'm going to win it sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Someday I will win it. I had it one time. One time when I when I had my season tickets in the bleachers, a guy, a, a group of guys won it right in front of me, and they had bought the tickets right after me. It was heartbreaking. Oh, do you think like that would have been yours if you oh, were? Oh, it would have been my ticket. Yeah, that's how close I was. So that's I how that found it. Yeah, like those yeah. would have been your numbers if you would have purchased those. Or do you well, think like things the stars would have aligned how differently? How much did it cost? A dollar a piece? Uh, the the chances or how does it work? Uh, it was uh, two dollars a ticket. No, it's a hundred dollars for three hundred tickets. So I had nine hundred tickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Big Cat. We, now, remember, uh, Justin Fields is the MVP and Tyson ba- Bajan as the next Disney movie hero. He's Steve Young. He's Steve Young. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You guys on, so, right. what, what do I have to prepare for Sunday? Am I doing a PowerPoint? Should I prepare a PowerPoint? PowerPoint and yeah, a welcome speech to everybody. Okay. All right. This is, you guys are making a mistake inviting me, but that's fine. <laughs> You got to welcome it. You you are going to take o- the podium as the curtain opens. You will be front and center. You will be winning everybody. the right way on Sunday. Okay. Yes, we're winning the right way. I like that. Yes. All right. We can't, we can't wait right. to see, see you, buddy. All right. See you guys Sunday. One day, maybe you'll be in studio too. Maybe not. Barstool Big Cat, uh, each and every Tuesday at four o'clock. Again, you can buy your tickets at Hard Rock. Uh, casino northern indiana.com you could see him meet him in person joniak and thayer in person shafter and field yates in person all of us in person it's going to be fantastic or you can buy your tickets at Ticketmaster. we're going to be at hard rock casino northern indiana 11 to 3 this sunday get you ready for football and get you ready on that football schedule on a sunday so we're going to have a great time uh coming up next uh, some interesting bear sound for you. Uh, national perspective. Uh, both. W- w- there was someone who did a flip on national TV picking the Bears to win the division. And another national guy that we respect talking about Justin Fields' season. So some good stuff. And if you want to weigh in on the White Sox story, we'll take your calls. 312-332-3776. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Cranes, Chicago business story. Um, there's a lot going on at Bears camp. We had the Matt Eberflus press conference earlier. Not that he's willing to talk about a lot of injuries. The Bears did get Tremaine Edmonds back, but Darnell Wright went down with a 
rolling of the ankle, but Eberflus didn't get a report on him, so he didn't even say if he's day-to-day or what. But he did have to leave practice rolling his ankle, and he had to get it taped up. It was towards the end of practice, so I'm not sure if he would have come back or not after getting it taped up. So we'll we'll have to see tomorrow. Um, Tom Thayer is going to join us a little later in the show to talk about this uh, dinged-up offensive line. And no Brisker today, no Eddie Jackson as well. Yeah. So I think he, I think Eberflus said that Eddie Jackson's day to day, Tevin Jenkins obviously now week to week is how they're designating that. No, there's still a lot of optimism about the Bears. Get up today. Uh, they were drinking the Bears Kool Aid. Um, you had Sal Powell, who I don't know if he's got all of his ducks in a, in a row on the Bears here. Um, and you'll you'll see what I mean when he gives some explanations on why he's picking the Bears to win the division. It's cool that he's picking the Bears to win the division. Sal certainly knows his football. Uh, th- th- but then listen to the flip-flop at the end of this. Take a listen. This is from Get Up Today on ESPN. I asked everybody who they thought was going to win the NFC North. Look at the picture under Sal Palantonio's name. He's wow. going with the Chicago Bears. Why? I am going with the Chicago Bears because I like what their new general manager has done in terms of their front seven. Their front seven is going to be a far more active front seven on defense. I like where Justin Fields has really developed in a du- as a dual-threat quarterback who can win from the pocket. But when he is running, he's a really scary quarterback running outside the numbers. He is fearless. He is tough. And I think he is in the MVP conversation. I agree with you about Justin Fields. I like the Chicago Bears. You know, listen, Jordan Love, you follow two first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah. It's really, really difficult to do that. You know that. It's tough to do. He's got to go on the road to Chicago and win. He's got to go on the road and win in Detroit. He's got to go on the road and win in Minnesota. Those are tough places to play. So for Jordan Love, it's going to be a difficult transition. But I think the Bears have a good foundation in place. Plus, in Chicago. They've never had a good quarterback. I was about to say, (laughs) the last great, I mean, he's following in the footsteps of Sid Luckman. Um, you know, and, and, and then we're going back. You right were there. Back. You yeah. remember. Sid Luckman. That's right. never had a 4,000-yard passer. That's correct. Ever. I mean, I, I'm not even kidding when I say They've Sid Luckman never is the had, best yeah. quarterback they had. So, so, so I mean, what, yeah. the Bears. I, I love what the Bears have done this offseason. A little early. I think they need another one. I, I, I think they were a couple off-seasons away. But I do think they're on the right track. And, yeah, if they win the division, absolutely Justin Fields is in the MVP conversation because that will be one of the big stories uh, of the year. Anything can happen in this league. Teams are ahead of schedule all the time. Absolutely possible, but I I do think they're still a year away. I want to ride with my man, Sal. Cindy, change my pick. Give me the Bears. Come on, let's do it. Give me the Bears. There we go. Popular at home. Let's do it. I don't care what happens. I'm I'm going to see the influence I have. There you go. So Greeny flipped at the end, playing it up to Chicago like a true national hot taker would do. Tomorrow he'll pick the Packers. No question. The day after that he'll pick the Lions. Yes, and then he'll will play it up to all the uh, different fan bases. But but Sal Powell, the, the from prop, their lips to God's ears. Look, I'm fine with him on, on on the field's optimism. There are a lot of people with the field's optimism. He said the front seven of the Bears. I would think he meant the back seven of the Bears. The front the. The, the the defensive line is where they have their issues. Are you sure Maybe about that, Tom? Tom, the most important positions to win a Super Bowl after quarterback. Go. 
the guys who chase quarterbacks, the guys who protect quarterbacks and cornerbacks. And who first gave you that quiz? That was Sal. When? Uh, when we were in Bristol, and I was, Sylvie was actually, I think, looking you, for a scissors, looking for scissors to cut a tag out of your shirt, out of a shirt that when yeah. we were doing TV, and he just got back from a run. Yeah, and you were just just standing there waiting for your ass to get yourself yeah. ready to get on the bus and go over to the no. To the we, we we were about to go to Dunkin' Donuts to Is get that some where coffee. We were going? Yeah, we uh, would stop at the Dunkin' Donuts down the street. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Powell's a big, yeah, unique Ngakwe, uh, DJ Moore, and uh, well, that's what I mean. Jaylen Maybe Johnson Sal Powell is excited about Ngakwe and Demarcus Walker and the two big guys they drafted. I don't have any idea. I don't know. Like again, I hope they're all right. I, I just listen. I mean, all of the MVP conversation is is. I just want to see significant improvement. That's all I want to see. Like I don't need to go zero to one hundred and ten miles an hour. I don't understand the necessity for some people to do that. I just, I mean... I like to go fast. Yeah, but don't you also like to be prudent as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not picking them to win the division. I, I am stuck again. I told you, I got to do that exercise that Joniak did up there when we did WL. I got to do that again because I am in between eight and nine wins, at least when I say it. I'm in the cat. I, I either have them at eight, nine, or nine and eight, and I got to figure out which one I'm going to pick before the season starts. Injuries could play a part of it. Yeah, I mean, but again, the first game could swing my opinion, right? Because if they're not ready to go with their offensive line in week one, that could change the way I pick that. Look, I have that as a W. There's initially. a lot of guys on that roster that that are going to play important roles for this team this year that haven't been practicing for a while. Yes. And again, that could just be caution. As Matt Eberflew said today when he met the media, they really don't have to divulge anything until the regular season starts. I don't starts. think they've had a good camp. Like, I, I, like I, I, what, for what, what's that worth? But I don't think a lot of guys who needed practice and reps have gotten it. You know what? That's a really interesting conversation because I think that when we were up there, there were things that I was excited about, like... I think they're back seven. There were times where they really they were flying around and they were they showed their athleticism and I liked their secondary. And then Eddie Jackson got hurt in Indy and Brisker's been out for quite some time. So kind of the buzz goes away a little bit. Now will the buzz come back when the season starts and everyone's back well, out it's there? It's not just them. It's Chase Claypool started camp pretty well right? after missing all of mini camp. Tremaine Edmonds and, and he's didn't been practice. out a lot. Yeah. I mean, Demarcus Walker the, hasn't practiced in a couple of weeks. I don't we're, think. Nate Davis, one of their additions, yeah. hasn't practiced all camp. Um, they have had a lot of key guys. Their own, virtual entire line, offensive line, now is is banged up. So, and listen, like if you that's not it, normal. This and, this and, isn't. And look, I don't think either one of us was over the top happy about what we saw there on a day to day basis, and we were probably there for yeah, four days. I mean, it goes up but, and down. Yeah, but, but we didn't ever come away going, "Wow, this was spectacular." And the the word from the guys that watch it every day and the guys that were in Indianapolis, where this team has struggled, has been in the eleven on eleven drills. Well, that's real football. Like seven on sevens and one on ones. If all our guys are excelling on there, that's good. But when we get to the most live part of of practice and the thing that simulates a real game the most, that's when they've struggled. Like, listen, I want to know from Courtney tomorrow. Maybe we'll put, we'll talk to Courtney and we'll have her do the attendance, the roll call, call, 
and ha- and give us a tabulation of how many guys, how many of, of each guy missed practice-wise. Because I would like a little more availability from some of the guys. I'm with like, you. They needed more reps, in my opinion, as you. a team together. I think that if they're not, like If they're not going to play, they needed a lot more practice. And I don't think they practiced enough together i'm with you 100 percent, and it's the one thing that just has me a little uneasy and again like i get it we're 19 days away but for a team that won three games last year and a team that is still building in a number of different areas it feels almost like they have handled camp and their guys like they're the kansas city chiefs well have they done that on purpose or are these guys who haven't been able to practice i don't know that's my point, right? Like now, you don't know. Is is them? This is what I said earlier. Is this just them being overly cautious, or are some guys a little more banged up than you would you would like to hear? Don't know. We don't know. You know, I, I don't. I'm not suggesting that they're going to go out against Green Bay in the opening game of the season. It's going to be a disaster because no one's practiced. I'm just I'm like you for a young building team. I would definitely like to have more guys available more frequently than we've seen recently. Like this is a, a the, from NBC Chicago. This is from uh, Josh Schrock. This mm-hmm. is the headline, the latest tweet that I just got um, right now. His headline on the Bears is with 19 days until Week One, the Bears O line is in a state of complete flux with five of their top six linemen either injured, banged up, or limited. Like, that's not good. Unsettled is the way I describe how I feel. So uh, there's still time. Of course. But five uh, five out of your six offensive linemen being banged up or injured or or limited is not good. And it's a group that had a ton of new faces or guys in different spots. So getting getting to work together over the course of training camp... I thought it was really crucial for them. Yes, yes. There's some interesting Alonzo uh, Ball sound I want to play you. Not just the podcast that you may or may not have heard from yesterday uh, about what could have been. But I guess uh, Stephen A. was saying something about Alonzo Ball today. And Alonzo Ball didn't like that. And he has come out on Twitter and uh, tried to defuse that. Has, has the Ball family challenged the Smith family in another round of Family Feud? That would be a good one. Because right now, let's uh, get it. Let's get it on on Family Feud. Let's settle this truly Lord. with a Family Feud episode. That's good because Stephen A. is right now scoreless in Family Feud. Yeah. All right, so uh, we will play you the Lonzo Ball sound uh, coming up next. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at one hundred point three HD two FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's time to find the great on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and the ESPN Chicago app. Find the great, presented by Great Clips. All right, this is uh, interesting. Lonzo Ball, of course, was once a great fit for the Bulls. Now yes, it's been he was. super frustrating. I guess um, Stephen A. was saying something on his show or tweeting. I don't, I don't know where it came from, but uh, I guess he said something like, Lon- "It's so bad for Lonzo Ball that he has problems getting out of a chair." So Lonzo recently just posted on social media. 
him getting up and down quickly from a chair, up and down on one leg. And I would guess that he's doing it on the injured knee or the knee that he had repaired or else it would go, it wouldn't, what, he's why would he be doing He's using the it? left leg. Right. And he's doing it on one leg, yes. hopping up and hopping down, hopping yes. up and hopping down. And he's, he's yelling adamantly, this is Alonzo Ball that was just posted. It's going around social media right now. Stephen A., who are your sources, bro? Please, please tell me who your sources are. Come on, man. Come on, man. You got to stop yapping. And I actually like you, man. I don't even know you like that. But I like you. I'm coming back, man. Come on. I'm Not coming this back. Year. Not yeah. this year. Now, we can't, and like, I don't think it's feasible because the Bulls already took that, that, that $10 million credit, right? Where. Yeah, he admitted in, in the, I think in the, the podcast with uh, your guy that plays for the Hawks that he's out. Trey Young, yeah. He's not coming back this year. So this is what he said This when it came out yesterday in the Trey Young podcast about feeling bad about the injury. And I guess if he does come back, it will have to be a year from now. This is what what could have been for the Bulls. I feel bad um, just for the GMs is because I feel like they made the perfect team around me. And I felt like I was involved and that was the most I've ever been involved in an organization. And I finally got the perfect team, you know, that I felt like to fit my game and play my way and really just do, you know, what I wanted to do. So um, that that injury, you know, that that I'm still going through it right now. But that one, that one messed me up early just because I feel like we really had a chance and never got to see what it was. And this is where he confirms that he's out for the year. I just had a really big surgery. Hopefully the last one I ever have to get. But, um, you know, it's a long process going to be out. Just, I'm already out this whole next season. So, um you know, when I first got hurt, we didn't really know what it was. I've seen all type of different doctors and stuff, and I was kind of just going up and down. And that was really hard for me because I just didn't know what the next day was going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least now, you know, I got the surgery. We got a plan moving forward. We've been on plan. I'm on track. So hopefully everything works out. But, um, you know, I just leave it up to God, man, and just do the best I can and live with the results for real. Still, like, something that no one's ever That's had. That's what I was just going to say. It has been reported. Like, didn't they try to regrow the cartilage for his knee? That's the type of surgery he had? Yeah. Like, again, there's been so many surgeries here. He's been out so long. He's still very young, relatively speaking, but it's a long, long road ahead for him. Look, were they NBA champs if he had stayed healthy? I don't believe so. But they were... They were an exciting team for the stretch that he was health. Of healthy. course, of course. Like, uh, like I heard the guys talking earlier. Like, how good could they have been? As we find the great, like, certainly better. But like to think that, like for instance, I was looking at a comp this year. Like Cleveland, Cleveland was a very similar record wise than that Bulls. They were a twenty game over five hundred team. Cleveland at one point was one of the better teams in the East. Do you know what round Cleveland lost in this year? First round, right? Yeah. You could still be a really good record team and lose in the first round. So the Bulls still may have lost in the first round with Lonzo Ball. Right. I I, I don't know. And I overlove that Bulls team. I was all aboard that Bulls team. But it didn't mean that they didn't have... You know who, who never complains about injuries? Never cries over injuries? Miami. Right. Miami lost a 20 point per game scorer. Uh, in the postseason, did they cry about well, it? Heal- they made it to the NBA never finals. Came back. They, ma- they made yeah. it. No, they yeah. made it to the NBA finals. They don't. They don't. They lost more than him too. Yeah. So they don't. 
You know, one, they got to the NBA Finals with a bunch of guys that were either second round picks or reclamation right, projects. Right. So again, yes, very important player, very good player, very good fit, but it it shouldn't affect everything. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk to Tom Thayer. Speaking of injuries, uh, how are the Bears going to get through this offensive line? Tom Thayer is uh, going to break this down for us. Would he say that he's a little concerned right now at the way things look? Would he play the starters offensively? Should Justin play even if the offensive line is really banged up this weekend? We'll talk to Tom Thayer coming up next.